We're trying to figure out how to move forward. We're looking at different programs and tutors. There's so many options. Orton Gillingham or OG keeps coming up over and over again. What is OG and what is it based on? I'm Jenny Sherson, ex-special educator turned dyslexia interventionist. It wasn't so long ago that I too was overwhelmed by balanced literacy versus structured literacy, education speak, and everything in between. Fast forward after many, many hours of self-driven education, and you'll see I've built a thriving dyslexia practice helping students from age six to 18. My specialties, working with a quote-unquote difficult, almost always to be, student, and breaking down the complexities of dyslexia into everyday language strategies and action steps. Before we dive in, a quick reminder, we are officially in the IEP season. To help you out, we've put together an IEP snapshot to help you track all the important details, plus a 12 questions to ask at a dyslexia IEP meeting with answers, podcast, and matching PDF. We've linked to both PDFs and podcasts in our show notes. Go ahead, hit pause, bookmark the podcast, and grab a copy of the PDFs. We'll wait for you. I also have a little housekeeping to take care of. In our last episode, How the Brain Learns to Read, I massacred researcher Stanless Dohan's last name, and I apologize. Originally, I planned on talking about speech to print in this episode, but as I pulled my research and started writing, I realized I was going to frequently pull in and reference the Orton-Gillingham approach. So on further reflection, I realized I really needed to cover the Orton-Gillingham approach first. So let's start at the beginning. The Orton-Gillingham approach is derived from the work of Dr. Samuel Orton and Anna Gillingham. Dr. Orton was a neuropsychiatrist and pathologist. His interest in learning disabilities, specifically reading, stems from his early work with adults who suffered from brain damage. He noticed that some kids with quote-unquote normal brain functioning had similar language disabilities as his adult patients, and he was driven to find out why. Dr. Orton's work led him to believe that this quote-unquote word blindness, as dyslexia was originally known, was due to poor connections and organization systems in the brain. This was back in the 1920s. Modern technologies have gone on to prove many of his theories. While Dr. Orton was the why behind the approach, Anna Gillingham was the how. She was a gifted psychologist and educator who worked with Dr. Orton to train teachers and create instructional materials that brought the Orton-Gillingham approach to reading to life. Anna Gillingham, along with Bessie Stillman, wrote the Gillingham Manual, which remains to this day one of the most important texts in the Orton-Gillingham Academy. The first thing to note, Orton-Gillingham is an approach, not a program. There is no curriculum, set scope and sequence, or dedicated materials. This is due to the approach being centered around the individual learning needs of each student. It is not a one-size-fits-all approach. In its true form, practitioners design lessons and materials to meet students where they're at and then fold in new concepts and skills. They use a set of principles to guide them for this work. Now, you may have been told to ask what OG program does your school use, or maybe you were given recommendations for a specific OG program. So what's going on here? OG, in its true form, is a lot of work behind the scenes. 
In an effort to streamline the work and make it more accessible to teachers in the classroom, several programs have been derived from the principles of the OG approach. For example, Wilson was created to streamline the approach but was also modified so it could be used with small groups. Some other well-known programs derived from the OG principles are Spire, Take Flight, and Barton. Some of these programs are broad, covering decoding and encoding. Some of them are more specific, focusing mainly on decoding. So what are these principles? First, we need to know that there are five governing bodies that handle OG certification and accreditation. They each follow principles, but they may be worded or grouped differently. As I'm a certified member of the Orton-Gillingham Academy, I'm most familiar with their wording or grouping, so I'm going to follow their framework. The principles as stated by OGA are diagnostic and prescriptive, individualized, language-based, and alphabetic phonetic, simultaneous multisensory, direct and explicit, structured, sequential, cumulative, but flexible, and that's key, synthetic and analytic, cognitive, and emotionally sound. So what does that mean? Diagnostic and prescription. A practitioner is always assessing and analyzing a student's responses, looking for strengths and weaknesses. This is the diagnostic piece. Where does the student struggle? Then they take the data collected and use it to plan new instruction. This is where the prescriptive piece comes in. What are they going to do to strengthen the student's areas of weaknesses? Individualized. Instruction is put together to meet the needs of the individual student in front of the practitioner. That not only includes their strengths and weaknesses, but also who they are and what interests them. Do they like Minecraft? or dragons? A practitioner who is individualizing their instruction is going to weave that into their sessions. Language-based and alphabetic slash phonetic. The practitioner integrates all aspects of language from phonemes to morphology and text structure through oral language, reading, writing, and spelling. Simultaneous multisensory. Instruction uses hearing, seeing, and movement simultaneously. Direct and explicit. Instruction is provided in a step-by-step manner, modeled and practiced. Instruction moves from the practitioner supporting the student through the task to the student being able to do the tasks independently. Structured, sequential, and cumulative, but flexible. Instruction is organized and moves from simple elements to complex. Lessons continuously spiral back to reinforce previously taught skills. What is taught and when is flexible based on the needs of the student. Flexibility is the piece I see missing from many of the box programs or curricula that are based on OG. In order to streamline everything, the programs rely on basic entry points, regardless of prior knowledge, specific sequencing, and scripting, which makes the program less individualized in my mind. Synthetic and analytic. Synthetic instruction works from the parts to the whole. For example, working with sounds to syllables and then morphemes, layering in complexity. Analytic instruction is the reverse, whole to parts. In this case, taking a word and breaking it apart into its sounds, syllables, or morphemes in order to spell or get at the meaning. Cognitive. Instruction encourages the student to think about what they have learned and apply it to new situations. 
Practitioners want their students to think and solve the riddle in front of them rather than using rote memorization. They want their students to know the why and apply that knowledge when reading and writing. Emotionally sound. During sessions, practitioners provide a safe place for students to take chances, try new things, and build their self-confidence. It's a practitioner's job to move students forward, but at the pace that's appropriate for the student in front of them. No two students work at the same pace. That was a lot. Let's do a quick recap. Orton-Gillingham is a multi-sensory approach to reading and writing instruction. The approach is based on the work of Dr. Samuel Orton and Anna Gillingham and has several guiding principles. While at its core, OG is not a box program or a set curriculum. That said, there are some well-known box programs that were derived from the OG principles. Some of those are Wilson, Spire, Take Flight, and Barton. If you have any further questions about the Orton-Gillingham approach and its principles, please feel free to sneak into my inbox. And if you love what you learned so far, please give our little podcast a five-star rating. We would so appreciate it. And thank you to everyone who's done it so far. Until next time. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Literacy Untangled. If you loved this episode as much as I did, head on over and rate and subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you want to continue the conversation or share your takeaways, head on over to our Instagram at Literacy Untangled and comment on your favorite part. I can't wait to hang out with you again soon. Bye.